Welcome to Cornerstone Podcast. This is the podcast where we share teachings, reflections, and updates on our church planting project in Makati City, Philippines. Our vision is to see a gospel renewal in the city where people are transformed to worship Jesus, established in the local church, and equipped to gospel-driven service in the city and beyond. Cornerstone Makati is part of City to City Asia-Pacific Church Planting Network, and we hope to be part of a movement of healthy, gospel-centered churches planted all over the world. Here is today's podcast episode. What does it mean to be called Reformed? And why is it part of our church name? Well, the simple answer is because we belong to a denomination called Christian Reform Church in the Philippines. And so we adhere to our theological distinctions, our theological understanding and expression. For some, that explanation would suffice, but I understand for others, it does not mean anything at all. Does it really matter? Do we really have to mention theology? Can we just enjoy God and enjoy being with God's people and and give love all around? Well, the thing is, every time we think and talk about God, we are actually doing theology. So it's really a matter of understanding what theology we are standing on. Hi, I'm Abed Almanza. I'm the pastor and church planter of Cornerstone Reform Church, Makati. Let me share a quick story. During this quarantine season, one of the things I did was to make a few video recordings. I recorded a few songs, some sermons, and also an update for our church planting project. I did that in my very tight home office, using my wife's camera, with very little understanding how cameras and lightings and all those technical stuff. So I looked at YouTube videos, I asked help from professional friends, and because these friends know a ton about cameras, and because they were generous with their time and and knowledge, I got to appreciate the details that make a camera work, specifically lenses, about lenses. I realized that there are different types of lenses. One has a wider field of view, another can work better with limited light sources, and then another can, can give you a good focal length, the way it separates the subject from the background. Reformed theology is a type of lens we use by which we view the world. It has a specific field of view, a defined aperture settings. It separates the subject to the background in a way that it focuses the subject very clearly. And there are actually so many things that I could mention what Reformed theology focuses on But in this short time, let me just highlight three things. The first focus is we want to value the bigness of God as it is revealed in the Bible. The term we use for this is God's sovereignty. 
Well, there are two things that are at play here. One is that we understand that God is sovereign, that He is big, He is transcendent. But we also understand this because He chose to reveal Himself to us through His Word, the Bible. Here's the paradox. As we get to appreciate more and more about the bigness of God, we realize more and more about our smallness, about our insignificance, about our sinfulness. And that is so evident in Isaiah chapter 6 when Isaiah saw a vision of God that is seated on the throne and it describes a man, in a magnificent way how God is so awesome. And his response was to say, Woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips. That's what happens when we see a vision of the big God. What this means for us is that we take His Word very seriously. It also means that God takes the throne. He takes the center stage. He is the only audience in our gathering. And we will shape our gathering in a way that it renews our vision of God and not be too concerned about attracting people who don't know Him. We want that, but it's God's character that will draw people to Himself. So first focus is the bigness of God, as we see in the Scripture. Second is that we want to value our rich Christian history. Well, the thing is, we are not reinventing the wheel here. This church is not promoting new ideas about Christianity and God. In fact, it would be dangerous to claim such. On the contrary, what we want is to recognize that throughout centuries, there were many faithful men and women who have searched the scriptures and laid down for us some framework in a way to understand the Bible today, in order for us to have a distinct Christian worldview. And this was handed down in the form of creeds, confessions, and catechisms. Friends, it is important to understand that these creeds and confessions and catechisms in history does not replace the Bible. Instead, it becomes our guide to understanding the Word of God. It helps us appreciate the Scripture further. Just like the settings and templates on your camera, it guides the user with some set parameters to help you understand what you are using until you learn how to use the manual settings. So this means in the life of the church, we will mention creeds and confessions, both children and adults in our church can learn catechism. We will quote and learn from faithful Christian leaders from history, like St. Augustine, Martin Luther, John Calvin, to name a few, but with the understanding that while they were brilliant servants of God, they are still limited by their time, their culture, their context, and they are, like us, sinners saved by grace. Well, the oversimplification of this thought would be to say, 
you know, reform people are just traditionalists who doesn't like change. That is far from the truth. There's actually an old phrase that says, Ecclesia Reformata, Semper Reformanda. That means the church reformed is always reforming. The church reformed, always reforming. You know, this phrase does not encourage us to go after the latest trends to be relevant and attractive to, to people. Instead, it is a humble recognition that we do not have Christianity figured out. What helps us is a regular searching of the scripture and allowing the scripture to search us. And because the word of God is alive, because it is God-breathed, it has the power to reform our hearts, our minds, and our way of life. So that means we will be open to correcting. We will be open to rebuking. We will be open to reshaping, to reforming according to the word of God. So we look to the scripture with the hope that it will reform our church, and our life daily. So what does it mean to be part of a church that is reformed? A church that values the bigness of God. A church that values contributions of Christians in history. A church that is always reforming. Well, that means that we are people completely in awe of God. That we find comfort that our life and our destiny is completely in His hands, that we can rest our hearts on the greatness of God, in the grace of God, and in the Word of God. Let me quote St. Augustine, which I believe is a fitting end to this episode. He said in one of his statements, You have made us for yourself, O Lord. And our hearts are restless until it finds rest in you. Next episode, I will explain why we are more than a Bible study fellowship, a social club, or a community development group. We are a church. That's for next time. Until then, thank you and have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. If you wish to learn more about our church planting project, get involved, and how to support Cornerstone Makati, please visit our website at crcmakati.ph. You can also email our church planter directly. His email address is abbot at crcmakati.ph.